You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I have never put on chunky hose before, but it sounds <laughs> dangerous. And I'm Carter, and oh, your majesty, in America, it doesn't always mean to be quiet. Here it could hunk, wow, gee whiz, golly wally. Golly wally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Carter, you... You on this podcast, you hunk golly wally. Yeah, you I can do. You tell us, wally. tell us what exactly is so golly wally about I you. I do hunk golly wally, and if this isn't a sign of the times that this makes me the hunk, I don't know what is. Because life can kind of be boring when you don't do much. Did you, did you like put on jeans or something? No, I I have. It's, it's actually more of it's actually more about potential. I just got a delivery notification that a hot sauce was on the way to my house. Here's the thing. Uh, I did a Hot Ones challenge this year, and I think I've already had been hunk for that. If you like, if you watch Hot Ones, it's great. I it was pretty awful. Um, I like spicy things. I like sauce. I w- I can kind of I'm down to make any meal spicy mm-hmm. if applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just how I live my life. Yep. I'm a mix it up, spice it up kind of. That guy. might be the thing that we're all three most on the exact same I page think so. about. I think so. <laughs> I think it was like when we. I I think the very first time that I joined you guys with a two chunks episode, we got a pizza. We put jalapenos on. <laughs> We put yeah. so many, and I was looking around like, wait, we all want jalapenos? Yeah. And then like, that's when we knew. But uh, I was like looking through lists. I spent a lot of time trying to like find a good hot sauce. Cause one that I did find that was sold with the hot one stuff was not something, it was too expensive. It was like $14 a bottle. And then with shipping, it was like 20 bucks and it's only like six ounces. And I was like, ah, wow, I can't live my life, but this was a sauce that I would have all the time. So I'm taking a risk, but what has shown up multiple times is like a number one on the best hot sauces out there is this hot sauce called secret aardvark. Have any of y'all had no, that? No, I've never even heard no, of it. I haven't. It is. That's famous. an amazing hot sauce name. It's though. A great name. It Just started, it started in Canada. Uh, that's where it's produced. And it's even like on their website, it is a video of Kobe Smolders and Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon saying like, wherever she's from saying like, honestly, I don't know much about that outside of that's where secret aardvark hot sauce comes from. And everybody's and just talking laughs. about the Jimmy laughs for like 45 just laughs seconds and claps his hands. And, uh, <laughs> but it's a two, you can get a two pack of it on Amazon for $14. Yeah. I'm in two. Two eight ounce things of it, and I kept reading about it. And it's got a, it's got a. They say it's somewhere between Caribbean and Tex-Mex. What? And it's just spicy That's exactly enough. Where I'd like to live. It's just spicy enough and just sweet enough. A little secret aardvark sauce. So we're gonna see how it goes. Wow. But I, it is timing itself. Here's what makes it even hunkier. Uh, the delivery is timing itself for me to be able to have it. That's it. Yep. Is timing itself for me to be able to have it. You know how Amazon gives you a window? Yeah. Yeah. It says between 345 and 745 is like, hello, dinner. Yeah. So I'm hello, about dinner. to have it for the first time. What are you going to put it on? Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, possibly some crunchy, homemade crunchy tacos. Chelsea mm-hmm. and I make mm-hmm. these crunchy tacos that are like a healthier version of what Jack in the Box gives you. And by healthier, I mean infinitely unmeasurably you know, healthier than the tacos kind of, from Jack in the Box. Do you know what kind of meat Jack in the Box uses for their tacos? 
What is it technically? It's, it's secret armadillo, which is interesting because you're going to put that sauce on there now. Dude. Secret aardvark. Did I say armadillo no, earlier? Secret, Maybe I said dude, armadillo. Secret aardvark okay, okay. has a secret aardvark serrabanero green hot sauce. Serrano dude, and they've habanero. got a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. boy. So I'm just we're we're just doing like the gateway sauce here first. They're they're normal I'm ones. So maybe you'll get right now. Yeah, maybe maybe the chunkies will get updates on how I'm, secret Aardvark is. I'm not going to order now cuz I'm I'm waiting to see if they're going to reach out to us and be like thanks for all that free ad space. <laughs> Do you hosts want some free hot sauce? It is just strange enough to also to be in the two chunks inner circle. It's in there with Jesse Awuji. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. Yep. Uh, secret aardvark sauce. But yeah, we're going to give that a try. Dang. So very, very exciting. Well, my order of secret aardvark sauce will arrive uh, on go. Monday. So Okay, well, fine. I'll get on Amazon too. I don't know what to put it on, but I'm excited about it. See, I've got some leftover pizza that I'm going to eat when we're done with this recording. And in my fridge, I've got some pineapple habanero sauce from mm. Bra- Bravado Spice Ooh. Company, which is quite good. And I was prepared to come bring that heat and give them some free ad space, but we've spent so much time talking about this really good aardvark sauce. <laughs> hey, and yep. also, have y'all had avocado salsa? Yeah. I've been putting that on stuff a lot recently, and Green yeah. Dragon from Trader Joe's. Anyway. Green Dragon from Trader Joe's, the bottled Taco Bell sauce. It, Hang on. We can't move on because I am I still haven't ordered it yet. Uh, Valentina hot sauce is really I good. Do. I do. Uh, you're that. a Valentina boy for a long time now. Wait. Yes. Hang on. Why don't I get the three... Drunken jerk, hard. Yeah, I'm not. There's just there's a lot of options. Yeah, there's too many options. I just Jordan and I have done the two pack of just their normal, their normal guy, their main guy. Oh, and eight it's, eight fluid ounces is nine dollars. Very cheap. It's a two pack of very eight fluid ounces. Cheap. Done. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Amazing. And it was only so forty five minutes of our episode dedicated to this hot sauce. <laughs> We've only spent most of this episode talking about the hot sauce diaries this instead of the princess ones. That's true. We are talking about a movie. It is uh, the first of our two week summer of love, uh, a royal romance series. Is it appropriate to call it an extravaganza? I would love to call it an extravaganza. I think. This is our two week summer of love extravaganza. A royal romance. And the first movie of this series, of I'm sorry, of this extravaganza, um, is, of course, The, the Princess, Princess Diaries. The Princess Diaries! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Sorry. laughs> I, I have a confession to make. You I, forgot to watch it. No, never. Never forgotten to watch this movie. I love this movie. And... Um, yeah. I I am completely thrilled that we finally have any sort of reason in any sort of stretch of the imagination to talk about it. And yep. so, Doge, here's what I would like. This is a little different, but I'd like for you to give us a synopsis. That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, I think I can do that. Cool. This week's synopsis is written by Lady N1. In what? <laughs> Lady N1 sounds like she's the duchess of the H1N1 swine flu. Oh my gosh. Lady N1 (laughs) writes, Mia Thermopolis, Anne Hathaway, is the average teenager, sweet, a little geeky, and pretty much individual to everyone with the exception of her mother, best friend Lily, Heather Matarazzo, and Lily's older brother, Michael, 
Robert Schwartzman. Making it through high school without throwing up is a challenge in itself for Mia, so it doesn't come as welcome news when her estranged grandmother, Queen Clarice Rinaldi, Dame Julie Andrews, shows up out of the blue and calmly informs her that she is in fact the heir to the throne of a European country called Genovia. Suddenly, Mia's life is thrown into complete overload. She's being taught about scarves, waves, and pears in order to become a perfect princess. She gets a makeover and a tough-looking yet sweet bodyguard and limo driver called Joe, Hector Elizondo. Things get out of hand when the media gets a hold of the story, and suddenly Mia is thrust into the spotlight of the newspapers and in school. On top of all that, Mia has a choice to make. She must decide by Genovia's Independence Day ball whether she longs to relinquish her claim on the throne or to become the princess and heir to the throne her father, Philippe Rinaldi, René Aubergenois, <laughs> and grandmother want her to be. Ooh, man, I love the runway to that pronunciation. <laughs> Rob, it's like you were announcing him on Saturday Night Live. I was revving, I was revving him up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the princess diaries. diaries. So, ha- had y'all had y'all seen this before? You both had, right? Yeah, for sure. Ask me a real question. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just checking. Um, so I did. Did you guys watch this when you were like younger as well? Yep. Okay, dude, I can't believe it's almost twenty years old. I know that's crazy. What? That's crazy. We yes, I did watch it when I was younger. We watched this a lot growing up. My sister especially was like obsessed with this movie. But see, this was probably my third, second or third time to see it. Okay, I watched it and liked it as a as a little bitty boy. But having no sisters, this was not one of the ones that got repeated. Like this came out oh, around the same time as Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Sure. And that was repeated the time of my house sure. with me and my brother. I'm not rather pawning than the off Diaries. the love of this movie on my sister. I also equally loved it, I think. But, no, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying I think that's probably why it was more frequently repeated. Because this is right. this is probably more appealing to a young girl than a young boy. For the most part, yeah. I was a special yeah. I was a special lad. But, um, you know, I think. Sure, yeah. You remember, you remember when we talked about Emperor's New Groove, how I said it was a road trip movie for us we would watch it in the car and my parents would leave it the audio in the car so they could laugh along with us this was another one like that um we would just like this is a movie that gets quoted all the time in my house um for just random things um we uh chelsea chelsea tells me during the movie after she sings the genovia anthem anthem with the prime minister These are the two (laughs) national anthems that I know their entirety. America and Genovia. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Isn't there something though? Isn't there something though about the experience? Like someone you love or someone like to be able to watch them love something? Yes. I wonder if it changes our views, even on the scientific cinema scale, depending on who we watch the movie with. I, think I don't so. know. I think it totally yeah, does. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't think we would have rated any of the Fast and Furious that we watched together as highly as we did if we'd rated them if we'd watched them separately. Sure, sure. There, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. But hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, and I and I think I think there is also at least this movie feels like a time capsule. I don't know. There's something about like it feels like I, a time capsule in the same way that like ten things I hate about right, you is a time yes. capsule. Can I tell you what happened after like would love that. after watching this movie? No, actually, a break in between. 
because dinner fell like right in the middle of our movie watching experience. Chelsea, that's and I, my favorite castle in Game of Thrones. We go, <laughs> we go to make uh, dinner together, and I ask our uh, Google Home. I say, "Hey Google, play Dido on Spotify." Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and then I keep going, and I say, "Ooh, hey Google, play Alanis Morissette." on yes. Spotify. And then it ends, Hey Google play no doubt on Spotify. Yeah. And like, that is what we just, and I just <laughs> stayed there. Like I just stayed in 2001 San Francisco and I loved right. it. And, and it really does like the, the something about the high school and the way that the bullying happens is very like the internet hadn't come out yet. So the special breed of <laughs> the special breed of bully hadn't, like right. evolved yet i don't know it's it's very like pom-poms cheerleaders rhyming insults and all this kind of thing um and of course the biggest heartthrob of all time disney's very own eric brink breaker eric von detten i was so i was so afraid he was going to be your super pump no he's not uh, no, no, he's he's gross. he's honestly terrible in this movie. <laughs> yes, I just love when he him. opens his locker and he's got a yacht magazine. <laughs> Dude, no, 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 no. They really wanted to make sure he was squirmy. He put gel into his dry school hair. Well, it wasn't dry; it was full of other gel, and then just like walked around with gel hands. That's that's crunchy. That's nasty man. <laughs> that's a nasty, yeah. nasty boy. And I don't what if like he's it. making like a cast of his fingers, though? And at the end of the day, he's going to pull it off. He's going to use his fingerprint to access his secret lair. Yeah, most people have to get their own fingerprint. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. <sighs> he's a, he's very allergic to the sensor, so he can't touch it with his real skin. I mean, I think we should dedicate the rest of the podcast. <laughs> let's talk to about that. that movie instead. Let's talk about that yeah, movie. Let's no. hey, you, know, <laughs> you know, that's the gritty origin story for Brink's home security. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Doge. Doge left. He just quit right now. He's, I don't even own a That's painter. the best thing I'll ever say on this podcast. <laughs> instead of dropping the mic, he dropped the responsibility of being a host. He anymore. dropped his whole computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- but there is something about like, the music, the fact that Mandy Moore is in this. I don't know. It's just I forgot Mandy Moore was in this. How, she's how the worst you? person in the world yeah. in this movie. I don't know. She's tied with Eric Von Detten, I think. But um <laughs> oh, I love them both. Like they do so well as terrible people. I mean, Eric Von Here's Detten the doesn't thing. do anything, but we got here. Uh Mandy Moore's my super dump. You ready? Yeah. And it's a completely unfair super dump. You watched it and you're like, this is not us. This no, just wasn't us. It's because she's not Regina George. Ooh, yeah. I have okay. seen I have seen this role played perfectly, and she feels like such a an extra. Like it is not yeah. enough, and it's completely unfair. Yeah. Like it's. I did Mean Girls come out before? When did Mean Girls? No, come Mean out? Girls wasn't out yet. So it's after, right? So Regina George hasn't even existed. So what you're telling so is me it like is the Seinfeld effect. Mandy Moore is the blueprint. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think because she just didn't have any kind of substance to her character. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like anything outside of what Mia can control is the antagonist of this movie. Like, uh, there's not and we even get such like side pieces of like the the couple that we meet at the very end at the ball that's like Genovia will be ours if this doesn't no, work. No, we meet out. them at dinner. 
we meet them at dinner. Sure. But bing, even bing, then bing, it's bing, like, bing, it's bing, not- we're there. That's my super dump is that the, the conflict is all over the place. We don't have like a real good through line to carry us through this movie about like, what are the, what are the consequences if Mia fails? And what do we mean by failed is, is fail go back to being invisible at school is fail not become princess of Genovia. Like there's, there's not really a cause and effect or a consequence to prevent that carries us through this movie. Well, at the beginning, she is told that if she does not fulfill her duties to be the princess, then Genovia will cease to exist. There is no more Genovia. And yeah. then we find out, no, it'll exist. It's just going to be taken over by this baron it's just and his be wife. Purchased by these which, Eastern European by, seeming by the way, lovely folks. Gives us one of the hmm. best lines of the whole movie. This couple, uh, Baron and Baroness, may you always be Baron, <laughs> is brilliant baron, yeah. and very funny. Also, by the way, yeah. the Baroness, the woman. Is the mm-hmm. nun, the nun from, from the, the scary, scary movie, movie the, the nun, nun from oh, like wow. the Conjuring and stuff, um, yeah. which is pretty wild. But um, got lost in in some uh, image stills from that movie and had had a time. I've never <laughs> seen it. I haven't. I'm either. very uncomfortable. No I have no. It interest. looks I spook awful. Very easily. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks. Awful. It doesn't even look scary. It just looks dumb. But uh, yeah, she is that nun. So, but yeah, that's her. Doge, I think that's <laughs> that's that's the, the culmination of a segment we always have on our show called Who Dat Nun? Who Nun? Yeah, it's her. She's and then that insert nun. the song. You're still the nun I run to. <laughs> the only nun I. Okay, but I think uh, speaking of nuns, there are two nuns in this movie for a reason. Funny, so, so they well, can no, drop no, no. The, it's the to line. set up. So that's they can such a say Marshall. for the love of God. No, yeah, that's a funny line. That's like airplane. That's like a. Yes. I liked that. That felt like throwback humor so in this there's there's some of that in here right because gary marshall um has directed oh yeah you know a lot of he's these, done several he's a rom-com king yeah and, and i think you can see the fingerprints all over this of like for some sure expertise um and yeah. That, oh yeah that's a great the line. fact that yeah the fact that mia is actually like uh works in the red light district uh <laughs> very pretty woman like it's <laughs> like snap the box closed yeah 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 <laughs> Oh man, big mistake. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, let's talk about Mia a little bit though. Let's do it. So something that obviously is a trope and just gets so played out is uh girl is invisible and quote unquote ugly, but is so clearly obviously not. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. us as the audience, yeah. it's so obvious. You know, it's not the first time she's played this role either. Well, it is it the, first the first time. time. She it is the first time she would do it again. Right. Um, and in uh, Devil in Princess Diaries <laughs> too, well, yeah, and Devil Wears Prada. Oh, that's funny. I made a red light joke, and she actually has won an Oscar for playing a prostitute. So there you go. True. But um, some so the, what I was gonna say is, I think obviously there's only so much you can do without going cartoonish to make somebody look different than what they actually look like. But sure, I think they actually succeed in making her just look like a young teenage girl who does not have any idea how to handle her frizzy hair you know what i mean yeah honestly like this effect the effect that we saw of pablo coming in is what's going to happen to so many people once the pandemic lifts and we're back (laughs) out in public and everyone is like making up again i I desperately need someone to help me make the boy moose go wow so 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 
so, so many chairs are going to turn around when COVID's done and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous. You're a beautiful man. Dude, so you're I, a beautiful woman. It, had, it has been a couple what of years. What is makeup? It's been a couple years since I've watched this movie. Um, I've watched it a ton and as I was watching it, I was, you know, as time goes on, sensibilities change and things like that. I was so scared that I was going to watch this movie because for the first little bit, it really seems like she's going to simply find all of her worth in looking better. And I like, right. I was so nervous that that's where this movie was going to go. Is like, and even though I've seen it so many times, it was just like so many movies I used to love have been, I don't want to say ruined, but tainted by my sensibilities and the things that are important to me changing as I grow. Um, and I was so nervous that I was going to get to the end of this and be like, ah, oh, that's a rough message. But I actually think this movie really succeeds in making Mia kind of stand on the feet of kind of who she is and her own sensibilities moving into this. I mean, yeah. she definitely I mean, changes, her- but I think she changes in what can be described as mostly positive ways after she goes through some murky patches. Yeah. Our climax moment is, is she's not done up. Correct. She's, she's giving the speech with her shoes on and wet and yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. Eyebrows still plucked and the hair is different. Well, right? but, but once hey. you, once you do that, there's no, there's no turning back. No, there's no turning back. Um, yeah. Which evidently that was a process. Uh, it was an hour long process cause they would individually, uh, plug those hairs in, in cosmetics for her funny. before filming. So that's funny. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think I think the best thing to talk about at this point is I'm trying to not just dive into my super pump, but I'm going to for sure. What her house? No, her house is awesome though. Her house is awesome. I would rather live there than in a palace. Yeah, her house is up there with uh, Arnold from Hey Arnold's uh, room. Yeah. Yes, very much. Yeah, that's that's valid. No, I I want to talk about so like we have. Lily, we have Michael, we have Paolo, we have um, the couple that she sits next to at the dinner that uh, the guy that sings the Genovian national anthem, the, the prime, prime minister, minister. The prime minister. Thank yeah. you. Um, we have all, we have Mr. And the prime ministress, Mr. Robitussin, um, just all what of these a bad people. name and uh, funny character. Dude, my, so my super pump for this movie, and I'm bringing it up now so that we have a little time to talk about it is all of the side characters. This movie lives and dies on everybody that's not main cast. Um, like all of the funny moments are because somebody who is not Mia, her grandmother, her mom. Yeah. You know, like I, I would consider side characters start at Lily and anybody below Lily in importance is sort of a side character. But we get we get all of the lines like the um wait up, not you, I don't even know you, uh, like all that kind of stuff from Lily running after Mia. We get the ice cream scene, which like all the stuff at dinner that goes wrong that is so funny. Um, you putting Joe in there too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I would put Joe there. Yeah. Joe's great. Um, Paolo is so funny, dude. I, his entire makeover scene, I'm literally laughing out loud. Boy Moose Go Wah, Bushman Eyebrows, naming her eyebrows. Boy Moose Go Wah is from Princess Diaries 2. I was waiting for that line in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is not in this movie. And uh, naming her eyebrows Frida and Kahlo. That's very yeah, good. I don't know. It's just very funny. Um, and See, I that's interesting because my sense as I was watching it is that all of the side characters who are not American are incredibly underbaked. And like, oh, even yeah. some of the ones that are like, I think the uh, the neighbor, Mr. Robitussin, 
let's lean into that a little bit more. Like, let's get some more of him, and then maybe we can have less of the Baron and his mean wife who are mean because they're yeah. mean. Totally. And like, it's, it's, I scatter shot for sure, and it's qual- quantity over quality, but there is yes. so much quantity that it it works for me. Yeah, and I think your super pump is taught is basically one of the main ingredients of a good rom com. Like we have to remember totally. like what this series is. Totally. Yeah. Uh this is not, you know, you're very rarely, unless it's a movie that Jordan really hated in the Summer of Love series, very rarely gonna have an Oscar nominated movie in this in this uh in this vein. So um, so do you think I'm glad you brought that up that there's definitely there's two real and that's not rom-com actually Pride and Prejudice is a romance it's not really I think a it's hilarious dude <laughs> okay so there's there's three romances in this movie I would say four Mia's mom and her teacher grandma which and Joe is at the bottom totally, of the totally. list okay let like, me just say something about Joe Joe looks like if Billy Joel was in the Matrix <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I like that. Um, so we have Grandma and Billy Neo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time. I love both of those things very much. Do you think I'm they try to so, get Billy Joel first? I'm so glad they're married now. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, he does. <laughs> uh, there is uh, Mia and Brink, and there is Mia and the lead singer of Rooney, Michael, Lily's yes. brother. Yeah. I would argue that the biggest romance in this movie is Mia learning to love herself. Mm, you pulled a tricky one on I'm us. I'm a trickster. That's a figurative, that's a figurative way to I'm look at it. I'm a tricky trickster. But as I watched it, I was like, there's a lot of romance, similar similar thing, quantity over quality for the romances. There's a lot of different romances happening. But I think as I watched it, it just felt like it was a movie about Mia realizing that like, she kind of had certain things in her the whole time, you know? It's kind of a coming-of-age type thing as well. And what is... Yeah, would you say, I guess, would you say this is more similar to uh, 10 Things I Hate About You or Mean Girls? Because those are the two directions I think this story could pull. Totally, totally. Um, uh, man, I think I think tonally it's 10 Things I Hate About You, but I think content-wise it's kind of Mean Girls. I mean, obviously, way less extreme, but just the idea yeah. of... Here's what I secretly thought I wanted. Here's what I actually am. Here's how they collide. Yeah, I think the tone yeah. is way more ten things I hate about you. But I think, I think the direction. Then I think, is I think mean if that's the if that's what we think it is, then I think the conflict. Like I think we need to have a moment where where Mia gets what she wanted, and it's not all it's cracked up to she be. A hundred percent does. She goes on the date with Brink. I don't get the sense that she ever like. I don't know. There's not to me. There's not a clear rejection of. I want to be popular. Being popular actually sucks. No, I totally think because there is. To, I, I disagree. To me, the rejection is the paparazzi. Paparazzi makes being popular suck. No, I, I think I think it's. I don't think it's popularity is her goal. I think it's dating the dude who is popular is her goal. Hmm. And when she goes on that date and realizes that he, it's not the paparazzi. The paparazzi doesn't make him take advantage of the yeah. fact that the paparazzi's there. He is the type That's of true. person that takes advantage of the fact of, that the paparazzi's there. Um, yeah. And so I think before we get, before we get too far away from the conversation on <clears throat> like self-love, I think the, I think that's always an ingredient to some extent in a, like a romantic comedy is like realizing your worth. Totally. And that's your totally. enough. You know, we've got the, we've got the, uh, 
the widower uh Tom Hanks that has to decide like actually I can date again. That right. that, that we see that kind of stuff all right. the time. Yeah. But you're right. This it does seem I mean, if you're just talking about literal screen time, it just seems like Mia and herself. And I and I do like the uniqueness of that yeah, and, in the situation. And I think that's what I mean. I do think there's an element of that in most romance movies, but I just think it is it is more of a focal point here than any of the other ones. You know. That's interesting. And it's it's I guess it's hard for me to look at it with those goggles on because I don't view this as like a rom com or a romance movie really even. Yeah, I, I don't it's more more similar to Mean Girls, like a coming of age thing to me. Yeah, it's a it's a movie with romance in it, certainly. Um yeah. but yeah, I don't know that I would classify it necessarily as a rom com, which Summer of Love historically is not strictly rom coms. Well, sure. and, and fortunately, it feels like this year's series kind of stays in this vein totally. uh, a little bit. And so we're going to get three that are this way. And it'll, it'll be fun to kind of try and find some comparable elements there. But yeah, I, I think it's a valid uh, going back to your super, your pump too. I think that's, that's valid. With all the characters? Across the board. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're just really fun. They're my favorite part easily. Hence the super pump. I think, yeah, I wouldn't say like they're a great part too, but I think the only thing I disagree with with you is I think you had said like lives and dies by the side characters. I then you eliminate really strong pieces, which were Julie Andrews and and that's a, Anne that's Hathaway. A great I loved that's a great point. I did I loved their relationship so that's a much. Great point. And there's something about her like that and that feels royal. What a perfect Dude, person yeah. to, so, hold, to play this hold role. Hold on to that thought. Because it's time for us to go to shout announcements, and I'd love to just yes. take the back half of this episode and talk about Julie Andrews just yeah, for the rest 100%. of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Dame Julie I'm Andrews. Sorry. sorry, Dame. This is a Christian podcast. Please say dang Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> that darn Julie Andrews. <laughs> it's shout announcements time. Shout announcements, the land I call my home. That's all I got, but um, <laughs> that's uh, what I remember of the Genovian National Anthem. Um, welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the <laughs> Shades of Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada. <laughs> oh, Genovia. Hey, actually... The Genovian National Anthem is the thing that makes me never fully remember the Canadian National Anthem, so that's pretty funny. That's I funny. I bet you're not they alone. They get run into each other in my brain all the time. All those all those frequent times I try to sing Canada's favorite song, hey, I just can't do it. Hey, <laughs> we lived with a young man from the Great White North for many years, and I, pardon me for trying to love him well, Doge. I'm third, third gen from the Great White North. <laughs> Okay. I've got the blood of the first men in Don't my veins. Don't act like that's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> the blood of the first men. Uh, uh, um, Lord. Hey, <laughs> we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have something special for you. Picture me pointing straight at your face. For you. And it's our Patreon. On our Patreon, we have special episodes about movies that only the patrons get. Sometimes we play some special games. You get access to patron-only website pages with data and numbers and things like that. Specifically, uh, things about uh, games and how to play them 
or certain other elements. And uh, it's a ton of extra bonus content just for you. And I know that in your heart and soul, you're thinking, wow, billions, maybe trillions of dollars must this cost? No, it's three. It's three U.S. American dollars per month forever in perpetuity. That's all we ask. That's all we need for you to get that sweet, sweet bonus content. Another sweet thing. Well, that was the perfect transition. I alleyed it and then I couldn't oop it. Um, <laughs> you oops. You, know you oops it. I, it was an alley oops. You know that <laughs> feeling of when Mia is, when they're, when everybody's like, hey, Mia, guess what? You're a princess. And then how she's like, shut up. Don't we all? That's how you feel. That's how you feel right <laughs> Golly now. Golly Wally. That's how you feel right now when you remember that we have merch. We got t-shirts. We got cups with our faces on them, which if you're playing along at home, those are mug mugs. Uh, We've also got stickers, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure you can buy some masks to protect you and your loved ones. Your face can have our face on it. Uh, And usually that's a privilege reserved only for our wives. (laughs) (laughs) Is it time for my announcement? Can I say mine to get us out of here? The only other thing Uh, is follow us on social media. You know how to do that. (laughs) Please make sure to follow us on social media. Guys, we've got a special surprise for you coming this Wednesday and not the kind that a newborn baby gives you. <laughs> okay. The kind, oh, we do have uh, a baby onesie in case you have one of those. We do have a baby onesie. Thanks for catching that. Um, so on Wednesday, you know, you've heard of mini Monday. You've heard of two chunks Tuesday. Well, this coming Wednesday, <laughs> meaning tomorrow, <laughs> we have for you a thank you, Doge, for the name, a Widow Wednesday. <laughs> Um, this phenomenal thing happened that is not completely new to, uh, the hosts of this show. This is actually, uh, the highlights of most of our friendships are just having these epiphanies about things and talking about them for hours. We have about 15 or 20 minutes for you, but our Whittle Wednesday, uh, we kind of discovered that, uh, thanks again, shout out to Tyler, uh, Tyler Grayson Ellis on Instagram for, for doing the commissions for us, for, for doing those awesome, awesome drawings of us as our favorite movie characters. We started to talk about that and we started to talk about the Enneagram and kind of found out, hmm, maybe there's more to us picking our favorite movie characters uh, than we might have previously thought. And so uh, Jordan was so wise as to say, stop, we need to record all of this. And it feels like gold enough content that we're going to give it to you uh, tomorrow. And so we hope that you enjoy Whittle Wednesday, perhaps the only Whittle Wednesday. It's something like Haley's Comet, really. You only get a Whittle Wednesday every 80, 86 years or so. So this we'll, could be your only shot. We'll be centigenarians the next time we release a Whittle Wednesday. And I can't <laughs> wait true. to hear what a couple hundred year old <laughs> dudes podcast about. Yes. Yes. So give that a give that a check. It'll happen. It'll show up. If you've subscribed already, it'll already be there. If you haven't, please. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip top shape. Or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Still. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Morpheus shuffles in and he speaks to me of another world, offers pills that let me go in. <laughs> one more, one more verse. He says, son, can you save our humanity? I said, I'm not really sure how that goes. He says, neither are we, but plug in and we'll see. And don't forget to wear these cool clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the inspiration. What you don't know is that every time the camera wasn't pointed at him, Joe was singing that. That's what it's it amazing. was. You know, a lot of people have been asking if we're back from shout announcements. I'm thinking we're back. I'm thinking we're back. <laughs> oh, such a good energy. Summer of Love always it does re- this to I, us. It really does. I think I've realized that we need it. Oh, we need we Summer of Love. We definitely do. It's that, it's that little... We definitely it's the, do. It's the arrows that Sonic the Hedgehog runs over on the ground that just boosts uh-huh. him right back up. Yep. That's yep. exactly what Summer of Love is for us. After we stumbled and lost all of our rings in Blockbusted. Oh my gosh. We can now we can now finish. <laughs> Black, the level. Watching those movies felt exactly like falling into water as an unswimmable hedgehog. Hey, he could swim. He drowns in the water. Not on the water levels. But in the non-water levels. <laughs> I don't remember there being water yeah, levels. Yeah, he goes under. Hell, we're really good at that. I never got that far. <laughs> I just know Green Hill Zone. That's a uh, <laughs> the first that's a level. nerd burn. In case yeah, you're that's curious. a joke for ten of you. Dunking all over Carter here. Hey, it's time that we talk about the illustrious, yeah. the timeless. The graceful, darn Julie Andrews. You know what? We we talked about a Disney Mount Rushmore months ago. Yeah. How dare part we? Part of me is how like, dare we? how is, part how of me is, is like, Queen Julie not on there? Right? Like, and again, this isn't even like her highlight of her Disney career. For you, but, maybe. I mean, Mary, Mary Poppins, isn't Sound of Music Disney? Uh, sounds right. I don't think it is. It's not. I okay, think it's MGM. Okay. Oh, which but I guess is Disney, Disney now. now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, guess if it's it not is. Disney, at some point it <laughs> will be. be. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, she's so perfect for so this. So do me a favor. Name. Let's let's name three other um, actors of of any time period who are who more easily or equally easily translate to royalty. That easily translate that to equally royalty. Equally translate to royalty, just like that. I mean, you see them as like yeah, Judy Dench. I, I was gonna say Judy. Yeah, Dench. Dame, Dame Sorry, Judy darn, Dench for darn sure. Judy Dench. Darn Judy Dench. Sorry, darn, darn Judy Dench. Darn Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I would say she's played the queen twice and was nominated. Both totally, times. she's Galadriel. Come My on. My pushback is Kate Blanchett's got some menace to her. Well, as most I queens, think queens do. should. Okay. She's. Va- va- what kind of royalty are you looking for here? Valid. I got. I need to do one more, and this would be a perfect slam dunk. Helen Miram. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that's valid. I was also yep. going to say, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Colin Firth. Right. I King think speech. that he is like so easily believable as a royal. I don't know. I, I think he was so easily believable as that quirky character. Yes. Which is so different from other royals. That's that valid. See. That's a good point. Um, I mean, if we're going, if we're looking at casting some men in this role too, we've obviously got folks like Ian McKellen. We've obviously got folks like uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. I th- I don't think either yeah. of like them if seems we think royal of, to me. They both have a little. Grunge are you kidding? Me. No, I'm serious. I'm I'm completely serious. You're kidding me right no. now. They won't play a modern king, but if they if if they played the king in Beowulf. You're telling me you'd be like, there's no way that guy's king. No, I'm not saying there's no way. I'm talking about the way that the people we've mentioned just so easily slot into royalty and it's just perfect. Can you put Hopkins in there? Yeah. I would put Hopkins in there. I think I can put Hopkins there. Okay. How are you going to put Hopkins in there and not put the other two perfect thirds of our British grandfathers? Look, we're not not arguing the... uh, patronly elements of these men. I'm just saying Hopkins slides into King easier than McKellen does, in my opinion. Man, this is, this ended up being a little more spicy than we thought. You're just, your opinion is just in it. In an episode wrong. that started by talking about hot sauce, <laughs> it seems it seems to be. The Do you ever theme. forget that you did something? Something reminds you of it, and you get excited all over again. That's what just happened with that hot sauce. You, <laughs> you the ordered hot that sauce hot sauce. <laughs> yes. I'm sure that's how everyone listening would feel if we mentioned this movie again. Julie Andrews <laughs> is perfect as Clarice. Yeah, she's real good. She is. Yeah, truly. Tell me, Clarice. <laughs> as your granddaughter stops screaming. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I um I want... There's something about... Her as like a grandmother and a queen where she just fits both roles so well here. Yeah. Um, like I think that she 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 is like intimidating when she comes down those stairs because there is something super like royal and regal about her. It's funny. Yeah, we talk about her slotting into being able to play a royal. I It's almost like the way people act to her as queen of uh, Genovia Feels the kind of reverence people would just give Julie right. Andrews. Exactly. Like, totally. I feel like she just showed up and was like, I'm Julie Andrews and I'm going I mean, to be playing I would, my myself. Posture, right. Yes, my posture. I'm all of a sudden thinking about my posture. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm like ready to bow. I mean, if, <laughs> it doesn't feel completely inappropriate to bow if I ever you know, met her. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I love. So the relationship she has with Joe, too, that wasn't right. written. Uh, really? It wasn't. It wasn't a part of the book. This is based on a book. That wasn't written, but those two actors thought uh, it was just kind of happening organically, uh, that there was a lot of interest there. And so we get some fun stuff, too, that the more that she begins to fall in love with Joe, the more colors she's wearing. He mentions that, you you know, black doesn't yeah. suit you. And that's because for the last year or so, she's been mourning the death of, of her yeah. husband. And so we kind of get to see, you know, we talk about the romance elements. This probably was my favorite, and it wasn't even supposed yeah. Yeah. to be there. I, I like how I really did enjoy it is, that. that it's just in the background. I was I was reading yeah. that they and had so, said that um showing love like over 50 seemed super valuable to yeah. them. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think when you when you have there's several movie scenarios and narratives in which we have a child uh that has competing parentage. Like we have uh either if it's a mentor trying to take over the role and take the place of the uh, actual like paternal 
or, or, yeah. or maternal, like by blood. But in this one, I don't, it's not a competition to me. It's like, I don't, I am happy for everyone who's willing to raise Mia. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's agree. like, I, I actually like her mom. Oh yeah. Her mom is great. It's I not like her old mom yeller. It's not choose the kid or the clown. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. Airbud. That's, that's Airbud. That's Airbud for sure. No, it's old yeller. <laughs> <laughs> is the clown rabies? Yes. <laughs> and we all know Airbud made the wrong choice. He should have gone with the clown? He should have no, gone he with rabies. He should have not gone with the clown because the clown is rabies. He should have chose the kid. He does choose the kid. But he chose the clown. He chose the clown. Are we talking? We're talking about Old Yeller. <sighs> we're talking about Old Yeller dies. <laughs> old Yeller dies of getting shot because this of rabies. Yeah, no, that's true. Old Yeller made this the wrong is gonna choice. Be, we're going to get our podcast this will be, Old Yeller in yeah, this yeah. episode. So, like... Let's take a quick break. So we're Two Chunks LLC now, and I've been trying to think tank <laughs> options for us to do other things as a business. There's going to be a comment, a published commentary, written commentary on this episode. There is just too much <laughs> in this episode. I can see that on the shelves. Stay, stay tuned for the Two Chunks and a Hunk Snyder cut. It's coming soon to a <laughs> podcast near Dude, you. Dude, did yes. you guys see that It'll, David Ayer's like, yeah, and my Suicide Squad too. Also. <laughs> Gosh, shut up, dude. Did you guys see that Robert Zemeckis is like, stay tuned for the Zemeckis cut of Mars Needs Moms. It fixes everything that was wrong with it. Did you like, was there a part you liked? There's way more of that. And the, and the oh Wachowskis are like, nah, Jupiter Ascending was exactly what we tried to do. Jupiter Ascending was our masterpiece. <laughs> no, it's perfect. And James Cameron goes, up. what, we're doing director's cut? I have a 24-hour version of Avatar. <laughs> I have a Titanic that's just the cruise. Just go on the cruise. I'm directing a new Titanic cruise. It's the, it's the Titanic Gilligan's Island mashup we've all been dying for. Oh my Just sit gosh. Right back and you hear the tale, the tale of a big The tale trip. of a big bad boat. <laughs> big, big bad, bad boat. This is so Summer of Love allows us to do something which is just kind of pinball off of whatever happens. And it's yeah. not an energy we get to find very frequently cuz I I don't think that it's often where we're like and inside out, like the emotional turmoil that comes up, just sit right back and we'll hear it. Like, it's hard to make those <laughs> yeah. leaps. But here, I just feel so free, like the chains are off. And I can just kind of go yeah. wherever and where I'd like to go right now is to Mia and her grandmother's day off in San Francisco. Super pump. Oh, hit me. I love, I love the relationship between Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews. Because, and this is probably me filling in the the gaps with my brain, um, but there's, to me, there's this thing of uh, the Queen of Genovia, one of the most respected international figures, is teaching an up-and-comer how to become a respected international figure. And yeah. I, I also get the sense that there's a little bit of Julie Andrews, one of the most respected actresses of all time, enjoying sharing scenes with Anne Hathaway, who's a young up-and-coming actress, hasn't done much. But to me, it feel their relationship feels very metatextual, totally. which I really, really love. It's just it's yeah. really wholesome and really pure. I love it, and I'll, I'll super dump or sorry, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I will piggyback super pump uh, on on not the exact thing, but very similar. But I am I again. It's based on a book, but I do like the writing. I like the screenplay. Yeah. I think this is a fun. Uh, semi-believable scenario, which sounds weird, but there are, I mean, there's enough random still monarchy countries out there that are very small that we've never heard of. And, and uh, yes, Genovia is fictional, but it doesn't seem completely 
out of context that's that something like this might actually happen and i think that's part of what brings the charm of it too uh is uh you know we're not going to get that with princess bride next week <laughs> but uh part of the charm of this is like i i think especially as you know my wife being younger being like you know what what if there is that grandma i haven't heard from <laughs> in a long time yep. you know it's and and i i love that yep. about it and i it, it makes it, it kind of magically applicable sure. i yep. don't know I think there is some, this is going to sound like a joke. It's not a joke. There is something so fun about Julie Andrews herself and the queen eating that corn dog. Like if you told me, Hey, here's Julie Andrews, pick a food that she should never touch. Corn Corn dog dog is the answer. I can think of no food that is more the anti Julie Andrews than a corn dog. And doesn't that make it great? But didn't like, it made me hungry for a corn dog. Corn dog so bad. Didn't, yeah, I was gonna say, didn't it look so it's good? It's that mustard. It wasn't straight up yellow mustard. Would you guys? Sort of would like, you guys? Would you guys put any of our Ardvark hot sauce on that corn dog? Ooh, I think. Yeah, so. dude. I think I would try that. Even even though that doesn't feel like a relationship that needs to be tampered with. We talking about corn dogs th- and armadillo sauce, or corn dogs and no, Julie Andrews? No, corn dogs and, and yellow mustard. And neither. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still mess with it, even though. But I'd yeah, give it a I shot. Think I would too. But yeah, th- this whole scene is. Um, it's just so fun, I think, in the the uh, <laughs> the trolley drivers and uh, the the order of the rows, you know, and I it's so it's just funny. Yeah. And um, the, the way Julie Andrews reacts to Mia giving her a high five or the queen reacts is exactly how I expect Julie Andrews to react. If I say Julie Andrews high five and she goes, what? Oh, and then remembers that high five is something that peasants do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yep. I see it. So I I haven't super dumped yet, and I'd like to. Can Uh-oh. I? Yeah. Thank yep. you for the permission. My super dump is that Lily is a terrible friend. Yeah. And I don't know if we're supposed Yo. to like her or not. To be honest, Lily with you. sucks big time. Right. I mean, are we supposed to see? And I wanted to really bad because I want to like empathetically get to know these characters. But like, are we supposed to see? something that we like we learn about ourselves it's like i don't know in weakness if i thought i was losing my best friend i've i've been known to be kind of mean she before. feels like a worse janice from mean girls yeah yeah dude it's just it's tough like yeah. it is too like, much it's so much i, that, I appreciate the yeah, coming I, forth with the confession and apology of like of like i was scared that i was losing you and like i was jealous right. you know and I, I can appreciate that but it feels too little too late at that point in the movie like Big time. Her yeah. her whole thing is like, you're being mean. You're being mean. You're a princess. Come on my show so I can get something out of it. You know? Yeah, I don't right. know. It's just weird, man. Um, my super dump was almost going to be M&M's on pizza, but then I thought about it and I would try it. So no way. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. That's a weird enough thing, though, to be kind of charming. Totally. When I think of playing. That's M&M, like a rom-coms. It's like a board with the M&M's on it. It's like iconic about this movie yeah. to me. Yeah. It's like a rom-com version of like what the Coen brothers and Tarantino try and do in their movies. <laughs> Let me do something so out there that people this will remember is, it. It makes zero right. sense. This is the wood chopper. This is Princess <laughs> right. Diaries POV shot from inside the trunk of a car. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It is, it is offensive, but I would try it is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Lil- Lily okay. as a friend is my super dump because I think we were supposed to be like mourning the loss of that friendship for Mia. But all I could think is like, good, move on. She's better off. You're going to get better friends later. Yeah. I, like Julie Andrews. Right. Like, That's I, true. I would trade a hundred Lilies for one Julie Andrews. Because well, we're, we're getting we're getting that relationship 
like minutes from the other, like yeah. I, they, they, it feels like, it feels like this was edited to where we get both of these things back to back often. And it makes Lily look even worse. Yeah. Uh, and it, maybe it is the assumption that we think Julie Andrews is going to be. And again, this is that thing that happens with movies we see after the fact Meryl Streep, like, cause I already get to put Anne Hathaway in some of her right. other roles. And I'm like, are you, cause Meryl Streep kind of plays the role of I'm going to transform this person into who they need to be. Yeah. Except it's awful. Like she's referred to as the devil. And so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, that's what you expect with Julie Andrews. And you don't really get that at all. She's not completely rude right. to her. She's like, seems thoughtfully wants her to be a member of right. her family and it works. I do love so. the moment that Joe kind of takes her to task a little bit just over like, I don't think you treated her unfairly as a queen, but I do think you treated her unfairly as a grandmother. Like you're still a grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Joe's a great character in general. Um, sorry, Billy, Billy yep. Joe, Billy Joe Neo is a great character. There it general. is. Need Never going to forget this day. Never going to forget this day. But uh, yeah. And, and I think um, the ending, like everything that we get at the end with the ball and um, the dancing and um, the speech that she gives and Michael shows up with his hair pushed off his dang forehead. Finally made me feel like a dad. He looked way better with his hair back. Um, that's his makeover. You didn't see yeah. it, but Paolo got a hold of him a little bit. <laughs> the cucumbers, they do nothing. Um, yeah. I, the accent work in this movie is atrocious. Horrible, horrible. Some of it's, but it's very fun. Yeah. I don't, that, that dinner table. Oh my I didn't gosh. Know where people <laughs> Dinner table is <laughs> the so, worst. I guess that's okay. I don't know. Has she never had ice cream before? Does she not know what ice cream is? Is it Is that ice cream? Is well, it especially cold? Is it ice cream? Yeah, it's definitely ice cream. It's like gelato. I thought it was something. some sort of I thought it was some sort of like pistachio gelato for like palate cleansing. Okay. Has she that's, never had gelato? That's before? weird enough. I mean, maybe not. That's weird enough that a 15 year old might be like, What's gelato? I bet it's hot because it sounds like gelato. Yeah, no. Doge. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not giving that a pass. <laughs> uh, I want to, but I'm not either. Yeah, so do y'all have anything else that you want to hit real quick before we rate this movie? No, we've all pumped and dumped, yeah. Okay, well then it is time Great. to rate this movie using science that Mia probably learned at her private high school in San Francisco. The scientific cinema scale is perfect, and it is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing is buy it, followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God God hath forsaken us. us. I'll go. Okay. Okay. Rent this one. It's really fun and I really, really enjoy it. This is, this is to me, this movie is perhaps emblematic of how I feel every time we go into Summer of Love. I'm not going to be blown away by anything that we watch, but I'm going to have, I'm going to have a really good time watching totally. it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think it's still a rent for me. Um, I think there was a window to where it could have been more influential. You know, we have talked about that before, and, sure. and Jordan has even alluded to that with this one. Uh, I think with enough watches and for it to be the kind of thing that I could just quote it all, like, obviously, that's going to be higher for me. And this has all the makings of that, and it's got all the ingredients to be that kind of movie. But for me personally, it is a rent. I, I would watch it again for sure. Like, it's incredibly enjoyable, but it's not not way up there even in this genre for me. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm also renting this movie. I love it, but uh, I acknowledge that it is what it is, and it's a definite rental for me. 
um, once every couple years, bust it out, love it, put it back away. Don't think about it for a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I just think it's fun. It, it's like, would you say you put it in your pocket yeah, and save it for save a rainy for day? Any kind of day. Yeah. I think it's, uh, there's something like harmless about it in a fun way that makes it easy yeah. to watch without any concern for what it's going to do to me. <laughs> like, um, and, and it's so, I've watched it so much. It feels familiar and really like safe to watch. I really enjoy this movie. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, speaking of movies we enjoy, don't forget that we are going to be watching and talking about the princess bride. Um, maybe, maybe one of the Carter brought this up. I think it's a great point. Maybe one of the most quoted, but least often like discussed movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, people quote it and say how much they love it, but I, I don't know that I've ever really thought about it with a critical eye ever. Um, yeah. And so I'm I'm very interested to watch this. I'm very excited about this one. I think it's going to be a blast. If you're thinking to yourself, two weeks is just not enough time to spend in the land of love with my three pod boys, we've got great news for you. We have a, a special Patreon episode dedicated to this series where we're going to be reviewing Enchanted. Uh, and there is a there is a particularly enchanting element that will be part of that review. Are we clear to say Ooh. that now? Have we yeah. talked to yeah. the boys at legal where we can say yeah, that I think now? So. We're and we have joined, confirmation. Yeah, we're going to be joined by our wives for that episode. So That's gonna be a blast. it will be six voices coming at you instead of just three. Love it. Love it. I'm pumped for it. And As us. always, you can you can be a patron for three bucks a month and forever. Take a listen to that forever. What? Yeah. No, it's three bucks each month forever each month and you can listen to that episode as well as several other bonus episodes we got things like cats up there which was uh an unimaginable horror to sit through <laughs> we got things like parasite which was pretty much the exact opposite experience of cats uh and a lot of other fun movies too parasite is sort of the anti-cats i've been saying that for a while i don't think enough people are are talking about that all movies fit into one of two categories they're either as good as parasite or as bad as cats that's true. that is sort of the spectrum <laughs> that it, things seem to be operating. that's it now that's the one so to end today's episode, I would like for each of us to say our name and sing a snippet of the national anthem from the country we would have made up in this movie. Mm, okay. <clears throat> for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I think it would go a little something. Sandwich town. I'm owing home to go to sandwich town. I'm putting pickles on bread with cheese and some yep. mustard too. Yep. That's great. So that's sort of mine. <laughs> I'm Doge, and it would go exactly like this. Life is like an aeroplane here in Dozerberg. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Dozerberg. Oh, that's DuckTales. Uh, and mine would go like this. Oh, Canada, <laughs> our home and native land. Something like that. I love that totally fictional country that you made up. What's it called? Home and native land? Ca Canada. With a home K. And Canada. Home <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they, they buy donuts from Tom Norton's. Get out. Their chief Get expert out. is maple sclera. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.